0: Spiritual Trailblazers, welcome back. Welcome back to this birthday episode. (laughs) So today is the podcast birthday. And when I take a step back to think about podcasting overall, I am just in awe. So I'm very excited to give you a bit behind the scenes, a bit of the genesis if you will of this podcast if you're new to listening to this or you you haven't heard heard in a while and you want like a, a reminder because you want to tell somebody about it so we're going to dive into a few things here also the second half of this podcast episode will be even more special because I have the first guest ever coming here and it's, it's, it's like a nine-year reunion in the making. Uh, so it's really cool. Her name is Gina Sendev. She edited uh, both of my books. She has provided me with angel readings in the past. And like I said, she was the first guest. And she actually made two appearances before uh, the third one for this episode. So stay tuned for the second half to hear what she's all about, what she has done over the past nine years and all that jazz. She's um, into angels and K. all right? So that's gonna be a real treat. Now I'm, I'm sitting here with my my tea, I'm gonna say coffee because it usually is coffee, but I've been getting into teas lately. If you remember, loose leaf, high quality tea, and I'm drinking my Symbiosis, You know, emphasis on be there. Uh, Tea from Magic Hour, and no, this isn't a promo. I just really love their tea. It's Magic Hour tea, ceremonial tea that you can use um, in your daily practices. And this is really cool because the ingredients are there to help you with your immune system. So each month, there's a new tea, so to speak. However, they have teas already available for you to purchase but I, I had purchased the three month um, subscription. So last month was all about best friends and there was a tea for your heart and you know everything like that. And when I say tea for heart, it was, it's like an emphasis on like heart health, um, the leaves and, and other uh, ingredients that they put on there. <clears throat> and this one, because, you know, flu, flu and cold season is upon us. Uh, this has more of the honey and other things involved uh hence the emphasis on b i'm looking up my information here it goes filled with six different flowers and powered with antioxidant rich green tea symbiosis immunity tea is designed to be energizing and synergizing for the mind body and soul all right so uh it's really cool I'm, i'm excited to um uh drink this tea all right I just wanted to share that with you. That's what I've been doing. So I'm in a more calm state. Is you know what I'm saying? I've just been really mentally exhausted. Um, I know I talked about it in my return episode when I took that two-month break. I didn't realize it was going to be two months. But I'm just feeling a, a change coming. Like It's something like a new wave of something. I can't quite put my finger on it. But I, I'm in this in-between time where I'm mentally assa- exhausted to do lots of other things. But other things I'm gracefully welcoming in. It's it's really interesting. So I just wanted to put that out there. And maybe you guys are going through the same thing where you're feeling mentally exhausted. Like you just can't do certain things. Or you're doing it, but you're really on autopilot. You're not as productive as you know you can be. There's a bit of resistance there, but not. It's just, you're just beyond over it. It's just, you're exhausted. So. Yeah, I uh I will definitely keep you posted with that and see what comes from that because one thing I notice is when we honor our feelings, under try to understand and if we don't, you know, just really figure it out, it gets a bit easier. And when the answers do come about and then we can say, Oh, that's why I felt that way. I couldn't understand it, then I I couldn't put my finger on it. But it makes sense now. And I have seen it happen time and time again, where, for example, I wanted to uh, ask someone to be on a podcast. And and it's like, "Mm, there was a bit of resistance resistance there. Couldn't put my finger on it. And it it took a little time. But then a lot of things came to light. I'm like, oh, yeah. So just putting it out there. Sometimes you don't have to have the answers. You just need a feeling. And you got to honor it. And sometimes you can't honor it completely because you have to do your day- to day stuff, right? Um, so you're more on autopilot. It's okay to be on autopilot sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, this episode. um I started nine years ago, and I really did it because there are a lot of things I wanted to share with people. Um, I was going through a time in my life where I lost both my grandparents. Uh, And it it was quite the awakening. Uh, My grandmother passed from cancer, and my papa of a broken heart about a year and a half after that. So my papa was able to see me uh, graduate from college, and my grandmother couldn't because she was already gone by that time. So it, it was bittersweet to have one there and not the other. And it was a nice event. My stepdad was there. It was, it was very beautiful. Their deaths really triggered something in me. I didn't know quite how to handle it. And naturally, how many people talk about death and, and you know, moving on and things like that. Uh, so I ended up going on this two year healing journey. I was super close to them. And I talked about it in my first book how I had this dream with my grandmother in it. And she said, Spirit has something to show you. And it was, two full moons and one crusty moon, something like that. And it was like in the amphitheater. It was crazy, this dream, crazy. And then I ended up buying this Oracle card deck that actually had that exact vision image of the theater stage, the roses, all that. I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is exactly from my dream. So I knew I had a mission to do is what I'm saying. And up until that time, I didn't have anything that would make me think I had some, some like, you know, spiritual, um, journey. I had a healthy, active social life. Great job. I just didn't have anything to really worry about. It wasn't nagging about something else I needed to do. I never told my best friend at the time that like, I just feel like there's something more. I just feel like there's something more. And that's what it was. It was like that nagging and, and ended up being spirituality. And I, I say that because the things I was experiencing, I thought were normal. And actually, it should be normal. The visions I would get, premonition dreams, the feelings I would get that all panned out to be true. Uh, I shared that with my grandmother. And it was so normal for her because she was already studying dreams and numbers anyway. And if you remember, for those of you who read my first book, uh, she would, even in, in my bio, on my website, my grandmother was so good with dreams and numbers, she would cross-reference them. And played a lotto and, and hit. So, for example, say she jumped a black cat walking down the stairs, okay, in a house. It doesn't have to be a mansion or whatever, just a house, right? Okay, she would take that, she would look up black cat as meanings, and in the book she would get, it would have numbers associated with black cat doing this, black cat doing that, just a black cat. And she would have all these, these books on numbers. And she would just use her her numerology book and then she would use her book on dreams. And some, some things, some, some system she had, she would use those numbers to cross-reference the numbers and then figure out when a number was going to come out in the lotto. I don't fully understand it, but it worked. Okay. She was so good at it that she would know when my birthday would come out. My birthday is 831. Okay she would be able to pinpoint it. like, it's coming out, it's coming out, it's coming out. So if you're into playing a lotto in the month of August, preferably, uh, well, it changes from year to year. Sometimes it come out early, sometimes I cut out late. If you can play 831, box it. That means if it comes out 318, 138, no matter what uh, secrets that come out, you'll, you'll get it. All right, so <laughs> that's my tip for you. So when he passed, I had a lot of soul-searching to do, and, and, and I, wasn't really, I really wanted to figure out if I was truly living my life to the fullest, and the thing was, I was, but I wasn't fully informed about life, meaning the spiritual side. There are so many things that we do, it has its origins in old religion, and I don't even like to say religion because it really was just a way of life. OK, so when you think of paganism, Druidism, you know, all the older religions that people try to say is new age. OK, that's what I was missing and needed to learn more of. And that that's where the, the true search began. And in that process, I discovered who I truly am, because we are all born with a um, a veil of amnesia, meaning we don't remember our past lives. We don't know who we truly are. And we spend this life and every life, every time we incarnate to remember who we are, the lessons we need to learn, and then teach those lessons. So when I was learning these lessons during my two-year healing period, which include dream interpretation and and everything under that dream realm, including getting Reiki certified, angel therapy, crystal therapy, you know, all this stuff I was learning was just helping me to remember who I truly am, okay? This magical being, which we all are. We had to just tap into that we had to read as many materials as we can okay that's what i was doing i was consuming as much education as i could and in that process that's when i learned what was for me for example i don't study rooms too much i like them but it's really not my thing right but it's through me learning a little bit about it that i realized okay that's not for me So now here we are with the podcast. I am now at the end or, you know, just wrapped up my two-year healing journey. Again, I didn't know it was going to be two years. It ended up being that way. And I learned later that when people are grieving over someone who died, it it usually takes about two years because you got to go through the stages of grieving and so forth. So it, it ended up being two years. And I thought, I have a message. If I'm grieving, other people must be grieving. But also, I I know how to give oracle card readings. I can do this. I can connect with angels. Let me start a podcast and help other people. That was what I was doing. Wasn't getting paid for it. Nothing. I just had a message. I wanted to share what I learned. I wanted to help people. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I used to take calls. And the podcast used to be two hours at one point So <laughs> I was taking calls and giving out so much information. Uh, so back then, nine years ago, I blogged, I was using a uh, Block Talk Radio, and uh, and this may still be a thing where the first thirty minutes are free. So if you're thinking about starting a, a podcast. Try it, and if you're like, oh, I don't know, the first thirty minutes are free, and again, check it out because that was nine years ago. Um, but I end up talking over thirty minutes, of course, because I'm a talker. Uh, <laughs> so I would have to call in. So now I'm I'm using uh, a two prong a- approach. I record via Zoom, and then uh, my project manager takes it from there, where she does her thing in Lipson, which stands for Liberated Syndication. And then from there, the podcast episode gets sent to numerous platforms. Uh, So there's a huge change, right, from me calling in, like literally phone in hand, calling in, and there was a chat room, you would see people in queue waiting to talk to you, you would just see numbers, and then you were able to use Skype, so I would use Skype to call in. Sometimes it was just easier to, to use a landline phone because, again, this is nine years ago. Many people, uh, they were using Skype, but this was, this was a bit different. I'm recording. I'm using Skype to go on a platform online, and people are talking. You know, it's a lot going on. I'm sure it's more refined now because it's a thing now. Uh, but back then, from what I can remember, people used Skype really for one way call you know like you're talking to someone that said as opposed to getting skype to call one platform and then inviting other people to talk to you through that platform very interesting so yeah i just end up using the landline most of the time and and i would take questions from the chat and that's how people from different countries were able to participate because of the chat sometimes they couldn't call in For, you know, whatever reason, you know, maybe the toll or whatever, but the chat room was there and that was a pretty cool thing. And I actually missed the chat because sometimes people are shy and they don't want their voice on line, right? Because what if Jenny hears her? It's like, oh my gosh, you know, Sarah's talking about this and I get it. This spiritual journey for a lot of people is private. And actually, I have an episode coming up about how you can be a magical, witchy woman undercover when you have to be. All right, so keep a lookout for the episode. So I want to give you some stats about podcasting because this is really important. I don't think, and this is just, just again, my thoughts. I don't think people at the time realized the gem podcasting would truly become. I think some people may have said, you know, give it time, give it time. But I think overall, people just wanted to share their voice. Okay, they they had something that they wanted to share with people, and that's exactly what they did. So, and and I I just want to I literally Google podcast stats, and it took me to podcasthosting.org. It's a dot org, so I want to believe that this is some really good stats. (laughs) All right, nevertheless, here we go. And I'm just gonna scroll down, give you some stats, but I want to really uh, emphasize on the importance of podcasting and if there's something that you want to talk about, please do it. I don't care how crazy it is. I mean, I'm over here talking about rituals, past life, crystals, and dreams, right? So you may wanna talk about gut health. You may want to talk about entrepreneurship. You may want to talk about um, being a mom or being a mom to a differently abled child, um, Taking how to, how to take care of your elderly parents, uh, 401k plan. There are so many things you could talk about. And if you think, I don't know if I could do that, the market is saturated. Think about all the brands of coffee. Think about all the brands of makeup. Even J-Lo is about to come out with a beauty, beauty line, right? So it's like one more person, but guess what? She's going to have some loyal people who are going to buy her stuff, right? So bread, coffee, detergent, there are so many companies that do the same thing, but it's slightly different. And that's where their charm comes in. And that's where you come in. You can do something that is just slightly different. Maybe you cuss, maybe you don't cuss. Maybe um, you, you look like someone who needs to see someone who looks like you talking about this, right? Uh, just like you have another guest uh, coming on, later on this month, camera Luna. One of the first things that made me go on board camera was that she had blue hair and her ads on Facebook many years ago um, when she was promoting her business she had blue hair, and she had these crazy colors for her business. I'm like, oh, my God, that's my people. She's my people, blue hair. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I've, I've been seeing so much cookie-cutter people for entrepreneurship. It was refreshing to see a blue-haired woman, right? So representation matters, whatever that representation is for you. All right, let's look at these stats. Podcast demographics, they have in the U.S., of the US population is familiar with the term podcasting. Well, that's a start. You need to know the the term, right? The nomenclature. (laughs) 50% of all US homes are podcast fans. 55%, this is 155 million, listen, or excuse me, of the population has listened to a podcast. Um, Let me see here. And this this was updated May 23rd, 2020. All right, so this is fairly recent, just a few months ago. Uh, where were we? Uh, 104 million listen to a podcast at least every month. 68 million listen to podcasts weekly. Now that's going to go up within the next nine years, right? 16 million people in the U.S. are avid podcast fans. And then they break down the age. They have Canada here. 63% of Canadian population is familiar with the term podcasting. listen to the podcast at least once a month and 23% at least once a week or in the last week. Um, Australia, 87% of our Australian population is familiar with term podcasting. 25% listen to a podcast within the last month. 17% within the last week. Italy, 7 million, that's 26% listen to a podcast in the last month. I love how they have the like the the number figure, because sometimes 26% is a bit elusive. It's like, all right, well, what's 26%? 7 million. Holy crap, 7 million people. That's crazy. <laughs> um, in the US, 90, 90% of people in the US listen to podcasts at home, 64% while driving. Podcast listeners subscribe on an average of six shows. That's important to know. All right. So don't think that because you're the new kid on the block that. Yeah, I, I use new kids on the block. <laughs> that someone may not listen to your show. On average, people, listen, people subscribe to six shows. Podcast listeners listen to an average of seven different shows per week. Podcast listening on the computer went up from 29% to 31%. So that means they're probably listening with their people, right? Their friends. Canada, 91% of podcast listening is done at home. while driving, 24% while at work. On average, five different shows per week. 81% listen to all or most of each episode. That's fair. I mean, sometimes you can't listen to the whole episode, but you come back to it. In Australia, 81% of podcast listening is done at home. 18% while on public transportation, 14% while at work, Um, 45% while in a vehicle, Italy, 78% listen at home, 30% in the car, 26% in the public transportation. And then it goes to advertising stats and things like that. So again, that's on podcasthosting.org. And they just singled out a couple of countries to give you some um, uh, frame of reference. But that, that's what I'm saying is that people are listening more and more and more to podcasting and it's a great source of information. And I'm glad to be part of that to contribute good solid information and to help with people detaching when they need to detach from society a little bit or just getting reacquainted with themselves, learning something. It's truly a privilege because what podcasts really doing is trading commodity And it's the most precious one, your time, right? You are lending us podcasters your time, you know, 30 minutes, an hour of your life for good content, really good content. And I don't take that lightly at all, all right? So I'm truly, thank you from the bottom of my heart, each and every one of you who, you know, sets time aside to listen to this episode, this other, you know, this whole podcast whether you had to come back to it or not it's okay i get it all right i'm just thankful that you're doing it so i gave you my story of how i came to podcasting like i said i had um I had a message and that that's what i wanted to do share it i was never planning to be front and center of my business the way i am now where you know, talking to more people. I just wanted to share a message and provide some teachings, and um, and it really just just sparked with what I was going through and wanting to help people. Really, it just I just wanted to help. Uh, so now I'm gonna uh, talk about the top uh, episodes, and this is really interesting because when you put a lot of content out there, sometimes you don't know what's going to stick. You can even do the best research, right? And sometimes it's just not the right time for it. And you come back later or or you, um, you promote it again, an episode, then it picks up. So I'm, I'm always interested in stats because of that. Not so much... Uh, to see a number count. Like that is nice too, don't get me wrong. But I'm always interested to see what, pe- what peaks people's interest at any given time, right? Because these numbers can change. It-, it could be the top 10 episodes right now. And then, you know, in December, one episode can drop down a couple of places and another episode picks up. So it- it's always interesting to me, but here we go. All right, so number... One, Dream Coaching, Understanding Your Dreams, and that aired back in September 2011. And so for the episodes where I don't say the number, the number didn't exist at the time. So when I had transitioned from Block talk radio to Lipson, uh, everything transferred over, but... The the numbering. um, So when I started to number the episodes, I took it from the beginning of when I um, transferred over to Lipson. So the older episodes do not have a numbering to them. And the later ones do. So where was the last episode from Black Talk Radio? That might have been like episode, let's say 100. Episode one hundred one. So wherever the first number you see, that's the first number from Lipson. So that's why. So you just have to scroll back, <laughs> or Google Dream Coaching Podcast Tia, something like that. If you don't want to scroll all the way back. So Dream Coaching, understanding your dreams. That was a cool episode because um, one, I just love talking about dreams, and actually, and now now that I think about it, I'm wondering if I took some questions on that episode. Um, But yeah, Dream Coaching, definitely listen to that episode. And also, I'm going to list these episodes in the description of this um, episode. (laughs) So don't worry about it. You can't write it down. Uh, Dream Coaching is always something I like to discuss. Um, I haven't discussed it recently. I'm definitely going to bring some episodes in about dreaming uh, because we really do need to understand. And even if we think we haven't dreamt the night before we had. We just don't remember it. Everyone dreams. Not everyone remembers their dreams, okay? A lot of time people get what I call a Snapchat uh, viewing of it. So you might get like six seconds, you know, like these couple of second memories of your dream. But I help people to remember it in its entirety. So that way they can understand what's going on in their subconscious or maybe it's a premonition dream maybe it's to help them understand a current situation so it's very important to pay attention to our dreams there's a lot of symbolism in there sometimes people get scared and that's why we need to understand what's going on all right number two episode 263 working through fear and doubt with julene and that aired in what is that may this year that was cool. Um, I always like talking about fear and doubt because that's something that we're always going to experience at some level. We, we could be on our A game, right? We could be in the zone. And that's great. And then sometimes when we're not in that zone, some thoughts and feelings creep up. Who am I? Should I still be doing this? I don't know. What about this? And, you know, it's, it's different level. Things you know we, unless we're in our zone when we are in our zone, we are fearless, nothing's stopping us, this is it, we're on it's our a game, we're at a one plus 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 you know like it's it's on like we are in our vortex, our whirlwind tornado like there's there's nothing that's going to stop us, but we're not always at that peak state all the time, right, so this is where we gotta make sure we're checking the voices in our heads. You know, our little Jiminy crickets and things like that, right? You know, in a cartoon, we see an angel and a devil on on our shoulder. You know, we had to check our thoughts because our brain is wired for protection, right? You know, we get close to a a flame. Ah, ooh, hot, hot, ooh, don't don't go over there. But what if we need to eat? We need to learn how to work with fire, how to respect fire. Because if we don't, we're going to get burned. Right so our brain just teaches us don't go over there ever again. <laughs> you know I mean anyone cooked bacon before you get popped one time like oh I don't want to cook bacon. <laughs> right so and that's just like a little cute fun example but it can get really serious and deep what if it's you want a promotion. You you're a pretty good worker and you think ah oh, there's someone more qualified oh, I don't want to do that. OK, what if it's something that stunts your personal growth? Right. Oh, I don't want to really get dressed up. I don't I, I don't want too much attention.
1: Really? You want to be invisible?
0: Right. We got to get over some of these blocks that people put in front of us and, and what we put in front of us. You know, especially as women, it's always don't dress like this, but dress like that, but don't dress like that. Be confident, but not overly confident. Be smart, but not too smart. You know, it's just like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> so this fear and doubt, like, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to I, I don't, I don't like receiving compliments and praises because I just like to be, screw that. No, I did that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'll take that award. Thank you. <laughs> so it gets a little bit deeper. All right. So we really have to check our fear and doubt because sometimes it's, it's really not real. You know, you can have a little bit of doubt, like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I could do that. And you start entertaining the thought of doing it. That's fine. Being a healthy skeptic. But fear and doubt, if you let that go unchecked, will leave you being on the sidelines of life. And then you're going to be one of those people, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, just wondering where the time went. And, you know, no one not want that. Anyway, number three, the secret lives of crystals you need to know about. That aired on or in July 2019. That's episode 216. Uh, that's cool. I I love talking about crystals. Uh, became a certified crystal healer many years ago through Hibiscus Moon. And, and the thing is about crystals. And I just did episode two, uh, the three-parter. So. Yeah, I know we're breaking up the the three-part unleashing your magic, but it's the birthday episode. So, (laughs) but uh, we will get back to the last part next week. Um, But the, the crystals have very interesting, magical, great properties to them, whether it's healing, whether it's magnifying, uh, whether it's to promote love, lots of great things with crystals, helping you with your dreams. And so to understand crystals means to understand your environment, because they are everywhere. They are in your computers, your phones, satellite watches, the rings you wear, okay? They're in the ground, they're in the, the mountains, they're, they are everywhere, Okay. And when you walk into a room, it it changes the atmosphere. So it's very good. It will behoove you to understand the power of crystals. Okay, it goes beyond wearing it as as an, an earring or a ring. It's beyond that. It's beyond just your birthstone month, you know, crystal. It goes beyond that. So to truly understand it. Well, to help you, will help you to understand how you can work with crystals and, and again, how it impacts your life. So that's episode 216, the secret of lives of crystals you need to know about. Number four is episode 183, eight ways to boost your manifestation abilities. Number five is episode 197. Oh, and I'm sorry. Episode 183 came out in December, 2018. Uh Number five is uh, 197, working with Goddess Kali to blast through fear and procrastination. Notice how fear popped up again. So it seems like you guys like working through fear. And Goddess Kali is one of the most amazing beings to work with to get over fear. I mean, when you first look at her, it's fearful, right? Like, oh my gosh. But then when you look at her, you'll see the true meaning of uh, what she's all about. And also this doesn't mean say you're, if you're afraid of snakes to go look at a snake. What I'm saying here is if this will help you with your personal development, then that's something you should pursue. Like if, if you're, if you are afraid of clowns, you don't like the way they look, they creep you out. You just had that phobia, leave it alone. You hugging a clown
1: probably won't help you
0: grow unless you went to a therapist and your therapist said, you know what, give it a try. I, then, hey, look, you want to see a professional. I get that. But what I'm saying is if you are afraid of something and it has zero impact on the development of your life, screw it. You know, leave it alone. All right. It's it's not going to help you. So who, who cares about that? It's just it's, it's like one of the, those things you just, you leave on the counter, right? It's like, I don't really need it. I'll put it back. Don't worry about it. All right. I'm talking about the fear that's stopping you from being who you truly are, who you truly need to be, how you show up in life. And again, your progression in life. There's no reason why anyone should be the same person They were three months ago, a year ago. And I'm not talking about with the pandemic. Everyone impacted some way, shape or form with this pandemic. It's crazy. But what I'm saying is outside of pandemic, we should be different people every couple of months, you know, and definitely on a year to year basis, there should be something going on. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're taking up a language. I don't care if you're dancing. I don't care if you're learning how to make clothes i don't care if you're writing a blog post something new different to push you into the direction of living your life in hd according to you right this isn't me saying oh quit your 9 to 5 and make six figures and you know no 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 what i'm saying is ascertain what works for you what do you want your life to look like and where is fear and procrastination or where are fear and procrastination holding you back. If you're someone who wants to travel more, what's holding you back from traveling more?
1: That's what I'm talking about. And
0: Goddess Kali will help you blast through that. Episode six, or yeah, top six. Um, so, or not top six. We're at number six. <laughs> Episode 199. Working with God as Lilith to embrace your strength and sexuality. Love it. So what I love about Lilith is that she's so misunderstood, but she's also like, screw it. Those who want to understand, you can come over here. Those who don't, stay where you're at. You know, because the thing is, you can be a good person. You can do everything right. And people will still find fault. They will. It's inevitable. You can do all the things right, everything, and there will still be static. Right? So don't try to be the good girl. I don't even like saying "good girl" reference to a woman, but you know what I'm saying when they're like, "Good, good girl." You're good. Well, not a dog. You're talking about grown women here, <laughs> okay? Um, not to exclude the men, but again, I just hear so many. Sayings directed to women and I'm just thinking to myself why are you saying good girl like she's a dog that that is a grown woman okay so God is Lilith is just in her own lane and if you don't remember she's the first wife of Adam and uh she basically wasn't having it so <laughs> long story short uh she just she told Adam that she wasn't going to succumb to him and so apparently, as the folk legend has it, she left the garden. And then Eve was born of his his rib area, his womb, hence the word woman. Uh, and yeah, so then you have the story of Adam and Eve. Uh, but
1: yeah, go check out Lilith's story. I also say
0: I, I like when... Women are just doing them, you know, in their own lane. They're not worried about what other people are saying. Like, sure, it can get to them from time to time because people say some pretty messed up things, but I just love seeing strong women who are just helping other women. They're in their lane, they're doing what works for them, and everyone else can go kick rocks. I mean, you know, if we focus so much on what other people are saying, and doing and you know what they have to say and do about our, or do or say about our lives we're just not going to get anywhere so i think that's why that episode really resonated with a lot of people and and um it made this list all right let's i'm just gonna put this book over here all right so now we're on number seven this is episode 204 igniting your element that's from Uh, That's a chapter from my first book. Uh, Episode 206 comes in at number eight, how to be recognized for who you truly are with goddess Pele. And I I really like that episode too, because uh, goddess Pele, the, the volcanic goddess, like I remember seeing this picture of her just coming out from the volcano and all this fire. And it's like an eruption. It's like, screw it. I'm going to be who I truly am period, right, and and it's just like this Phoenix kind of rebirth energy, like, you know what, this is it, this is it, all right, Um, and if I remember correctly, she's a Hawaiian um, goddess, you gotta look her up, Polynesian goddess, actually, I'm gonna look it up real quick, all right, so I have here, it states Hawaiian goddess of fire, but I feel like it may be a little bit more information there but yes so it says some say Pele was born in Tahiti to the fertility goddess Hayumiya i believe been to pronounce it but was forced to flee to Hawaii in a great canoe after seducing the husband of her older sister the goddess of the sea all right so check out check out Pele but uh yeah lots of um being who you are episode two zero three comes in at number nine triple moon goddess aka your three life phases so I, I can see how this made is similar to uh, episode two o four that came in number seven igniting your element. These are all about you getting acquainted with with you before you figure out how how you can be you and get over fear and doubt and all that jazz. this is you just trying to figure out what makes you you like in igniting your element. what does that even mean how, how can you ignite your element right So here it is like, okay, so what are my three life phases? What does that mean? Well, these episodes dive into what makes you you and 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 how that translates into various areas in your life okay so for triple moon that's mate and mother and crone and i've seen it go even deeper to break up the three phases or the um the, the terminology and you can definitely go down that rabbit hole but for for this uh purpose right here the three phases and you've seen this um in the moons you can uh google it triple moon and uh, it's the, the young maiden, the mother, and then the older, wiser woman, the crone.
1: And those are the three phases. And
0: you look at that and think, okay, how did that play in my life? Well, the maiden has to do with being innocent, not knowing, new to something. It's not necessarily that you're not having sex, it's just, or you never had sex, is more of I'm new to this or rebirth because after the crone, you start the cycle all over again with the maiden, all right? So it's just about newness. So you'll see more maiden uh, goddesses or references to being a maiden during springtime because it's new, it's rebirth, um, it's young, right? And the mother, It's just that, whether you're giving birth or gave birth to a child, gave birth or giving birth to a business, an idea. Uh, So that's really what that means. It's someone who's nurturing. They've been around the block before, so they're a little bit wiser than the maiden. Not saying that the maiden's dumb or anything like that. Again, it's just new, all right? Um, They are a bit in charge, all right? And then you got the older, wiser woman, the crone. She's the one who people go to for that, that advice, right? That old wisdom, okay? She's really been there, done that. She has so much to give back, so much nurturing, so much knowledge, okay? And this doesn't mean she has to be the old creepy woman that you see in the movies. No, she can still be young and vibrant looking and, you know, feel that way and and all her body functions are there, okay? Just doesn't mean that it's like the end, all right, it just means like, yeah, there's an end of a cycle, but physically the woman doesn't have to look like this, you know, haggardly looking witch. All right, and the last one, drum roll. <laughs> Number 10, 202, embracing your purpose. Um, I can see how that wraps up the list because once you get through everything else, you know who you are. You're understanding your subconscious, your dreams. You are, you know, conquering fear and doubt and procrastination. You're, you're, you're being recognized for who you are. You get it. You're working with your crystals. You know, things are just really coming to line. You're in your lane. Now what? You like, you put yourself back together. If any pieces in your life that you felt like were, mm, could be better or stuff you put on a back burner you put you put it all together now what your purpose your purpose you did everything right by you now you can focus on your purpose because how can you focus on your purpose if you don't really know who you are and what you want to be and this isn't limited to a certain age right there are people who or in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, like mm, I feel like I'm not really living, like I'm not living it up. And you know, so don't don't dismiss it. Okay. And even if you got something good going for you, are you satisfied with that? Does it make you happy? Okay, because if it doesn't, then you may want to figure out a path that will make you happy. Okay. And I'm not saying again. Quit your nine to five and do what makes you happy, you still have to pay for your life. <laughs> All right. Like, you still have to pay for eating. You still have to pay for your, your utilities. You have to pay for, you know, your doctor's checkouts. Like, you have to pay for your lifestyle. Right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is try to find the things that really make you happy, that fulfills your soul, that melts your heart, that help you create wonderful memories. Okay. And see if you can combine that in a way where you can also make money, where you can be doing that most if not all the time, right? For example, I love hanging out with my close friends. We can literally do nothing but watch Netflix and eat and I'm having the time of my life because that part of being with them is tied into my purpose. And I realize that because when I'm with them, I get inspired to do different things. So, yeah, it's like a timeout from life, but I get inspired by things. I get images and ideas and other things. So it's, it's, it's part of that full circle. All right. So when I'm not hanging around certain people, I miss them like crazy. You know, I just feel like something's not there, not right. So figure out what are the pieces of your purpose puzzle. And it's different for everyone. For you, it may be adopting dogs. It may be, you know, I, I don't know. Running marathons. I don't know. But all I'm saying is we really have to get a lock on it and then follow through to the end. All right? Because this is, it's, it becomes bigger than us. It becomes our legacy. It becomes who we impact. And it becomes... Uh, the inspiration for generations after us so whether it's on a small scale in your local city your local neighborhood or a large scale with, with large scale where it is international it's fine it's fine all right there are some people who, who have done great things in other cities and I will never know about it okay but that's okay it's not for me it's for the people of that city okay so Listen to episode 202, Embracing Your Purpose, and let that be your guide to help you do that. And also let that be your reminder in case life happens. You know, we're not on our A game all the time, okay? Not all the time. So let that be your guide, let that be your reference, your checkpoint, whatever you need it to be, okay? And that's the top 10 for you. And, and just to wrap this up, because then we're going to switch over to Gina. I just want to say that I've enjoyed podcasting. Podcasting has been this thing almost in, in the background for me, because it's just been such a natural thing to do that I didn't even realize that it's been nine years. Let's just start there. But also I am always so, I'm trying to see how can I explain this? I always get, um, a warm heart, butterflies in my stomach. Every time I look at the countries that are being shown, this podcast is being uh, like the unique downloads, and 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 then it it tells me like the cities. I'm always so in awe. Like sometimes I get tears in my eyes because I'm just like I'm really connecting with people across the globe, all over the world, in different cities in the U.S. It just blows my mind. And I just never thought of podcasting. I sound like Biggie. Never thought I'd take it this far. Like, I just never thought it would be something like this. I just wanted to connect with a few people, right? And, like, you know, see where it goes. I'm just, I feel like a little kid sometimes, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this. Guy. And I would literally look up, like, oh, so when I look at the stats, it shows the countries. So I'm just like, oh well, where's that located? Where's that country located? Oh my goodness, that's so crazy! Wow, and I'm just again, I'm I'm just in awe, and and I really appreciate it. It melts my heart. I love that I'm connecting with so many people, and you guys tune in every week. And um, yeah, that's just what I had to say for that. Here's to another nine years, maybe the tenth year. I can have a party. I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. That would be September 2021. So hopefully Corona will chill and, you know, let us get back to uh, having large crowds. (laughs) So I'll wrap it up here. We're going to switch over to Gina. All right, it's going to sound like I restarted a whole new podcast, but it's really just the second half of this podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to the interview with Gina Sendeth. hello spiritual trailblazers and welcome to this very special episode it's the podcast birthday episode <laughs> so i'm going to introduce you to the very first guest we had on this show which again just warms my heart and i can't wait to introduce you to her so let's get this ball rolling gina Sendev is an author blogger angel intuitive coach and reiki master teacher as a lifelong claircognizant, cognizant, Gina began honing her intuitive skills in 2005 with training, mentorship, and education, creating a process for angel reading, angel reiki, and a divine life coaching program that has helped thousands of clients worldwide with healing and guidance to improve their health, enhance their relationships, live their purpose, manifest their dreams, seek spiritual knowledge, and much more. She also designed an angel intuition academy to provide angel Ray K training, intuitive workshops, and angel challenges that cover a vast array of personal development areas based on Gina's many years of hands-on professional and personal healing experience, coaching, and training. Today, Gina enjoys writing her lifelong passion as a huge part of her healing journey, speaking and spreading a message of positivity and healing on her blog and Facebook page. Gina also is a graduate of the University of Illinois, which with past success in sales, marketing, freelance, writing, recruiting, and management, she maintains a passion for business owning and growing her own business as well, helping numerous entrepreneurs with intuitive guidance and coaching to create their dreams and grow their business. Gina, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, no, thank you. And, and I, honestly, I want to read your entire bio, but I wanted to make sure <laughs> that we stayed on time.
2: Yeah, so, uh, I was going to say, that was good. <laughs> oh yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> so no worries, because I, I put Gina's uh, website in the description of this episode. So please check out her entire bio, because she's amazing. Um, (laughs) So Gina, I I definitely want to welcome you back. You were the the first guest on on my show, my show when it was just a little baby. And (laughs) you trusted me with your time, which is very important because you can't get it back. Uh, So thank you for believing in me and the podcast. I'm going to start with that. Happy birthday to your podcast and congratulations to you. Thank you so, so much. And uh, so I put Gina's, uh, the first two interviews, so she was on the uh, podcast twice. The first, and this was before it was numbered, guys. So you just got to scroll back. But I saved you a trip. The links for both her interviews are in the description of this episode. So Gina, tell us what's going on, what you've been up to over these last nine years. Right. So probably still
2: some of the same work from when we spoke before, but there have been some additions. You um, mentioned in my bio, uh, which that was updated recently because I wanted to include this. I have started an online Angel Intuition Academy, um, which is a group that um, anyone can join. It's on Facebook, but Through that more intimate group, I offer a lot of educational opportunities with energy healing and intuitive development, mediumship, um, energy wellness, just all of those things I'm super passionate about, healing crystals, you name it, any metaphysical things you could think up. In addition to that um, I have published two more ebooks. Um, so now there's a total of three. There's the original one, which I'm sure we discussed in one of my earlier mm-hmm. interviews, which is Truth Works Divine yep. Life Lessons yeah. for Kids of All Ages. That's available in hard copy and ebook. And then additionally, there's Angel Rituals. Um, which is an ebook of tons of great energy tools I call Angel Rituals Divine Magic. And then um, my third one, which is Angel Wisdom, which is really a compilation of about 40 Blog articles organized into a very useful workbook style. Um, and those are available through another group I'm very proud of. It's a membership group that's on Facebook called the Angel Wise Divine Book Club. We have um, training in there every month based on the ebook content, and it's just a really awesome, growth minded group of people that I adore. And then this year, I finally released a very long time dream of mine. Um, which has been Angel Wisdom Divine Message Cards. So it's a deck of Ooh. oracle cards. I actually have three decks currently, the Angel Wisdom Divine Message Cards and then the Angel Wisdom um, Certified Angel Reader Cards. And recently I just released Angel Mediumship Cards. So it's been a lot, I guess, has been going on.
0: So I know what to add to my Christmas list this yeah. year.
2: <laughs> um, and I'm I'm currently working on and will be completing in the fall Angel Reiki cards which are mm. for Reiki practitioners. I'm very excited about those because I've never really
0: seen a tool like those in the marketplace. Mhm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I I never I can't think of a, a combination like that in the market. Yeah. No. no it's That's exciting. It's really exciting. Thank you. I love that. Yeah, I, I was just taking a few notes. I'm going to uh, link the the um, the ebooks and everything to the description so that way people can get it. I love Oracle cards. And I was just in uh, in the market looking for some, and I found really cool Richie tarot, but I haven't seen a like, cool angel, let alone Angel Ray King. No, There's, there's no, no, no. really
2: um, sort of that divine entity, the angels. The cards mm-hmm. have really disappeared from the marketplace for various reasons. One of the um, sort of leaders in that has gone in a very, very different direction. So those mm-hmm. are no longer available through that particular person. Mm-hmm. And so I knew when all that was going down that I wanted to make something available for my tribe. Right. Um, and they're, they're really, I, I, really am dedicated to providing training with the cards. So they're available in that way through the angel intuition Academy group on Facebook. All that information is on my website. So it's really um, easy to find and get hooked up with me. So it isn't like you can just walk into a bookstore or go on Amazon and get those cards. And there's a very specific purpose for it. It's because they're a sacred tool and I really want to combine proper training with the use of them so that everybody can have that amazing guidance um, and, and that it is in a way that really helps them for their highest good.
0: That is so beautiful. And thank you for taking that helm of diving into the angel cards and, and the angel reiki and just working with angels too. That, that was really needed because a huge gap was yeah. left there. So thank you for doing that.
2: Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm so excited to be able to do that and kind of take it even in a bit of a different direction. It's really more... Um, it's a much more grounded approach. It's very real life, you know. I'm a mom of three, like just <laughs> kind of <Yeah. laughs> looking for help and guidance. And I always sort of put myself in those real world situations mm. when I'm developing tools. So even though these are intuitive tools, they're very, very down to earth, easy to use. Simple is best, um, and and uh, uncomplicated is best. And I love
0: empowering people with these tools. Right. I remember when we first spoke, you were concerned about teaching this to children. And it's so funny because even now I have some friends who notice their nieces are, uh, or or they say have the gift, like there's something that they're taking interest in, whether it's crystals or special tea. So, you know, I'm glad that you're making this down to earth and Oracle cards are a great visual aid. Oh yeah, it is. Right. Like it's so fun for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's something that everyone can get on board with. And as you get older, and even if you are an an adult, you can still have room for growth to really understand. um, For sure.
2: If we are breathing, we are growing and learning and manifesting. That is how it is meant to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny because my, uh, I have two sons that are both teenagers, uh, and a daughter who's in her twenties. Um, but my sons were specifically saying to me, just like last week, it was, uh, on, I think it was on, was it September? It was one of the dates and they were like, mom, this is manifestation day, manifestation day. It's all over like TikTok and stuff. And they were saying how they're generous is really into that kind of thing more naturally. So these tools would just be really um, fun, but profoundly useful as well. So mm-hmm. it's not just entertainment. I never like to approach the whole intuitive psychic thing from the entertainment value because it just strips away so much of what it's really meant to, mm-hmm.
0: to be there for. Right. I feel like people say entertainment as a disclaimer, you know, because sometimes people want to hear what they want to hear. And you could say, no, this is what it actually is. And, you know, it's that friction. But also I wanted to say, because you you touched on a really cool uh, fact there that I think maybe some people didn't pick up on is the next generation. I feel like we were the spiritual warriors. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like the next generation is going to be more loving. And I even had a dream about that, how, and like in so many ways, I put the sword down and I just was taking a step back and watching younger people more loving and i just realized like oh okay like our time not saying that our time is like done be more of like the council so to speak but i just feel like the warrior aspect like like you and i like we don't have to be such warriors now it's more like a i don't know like a coaching like you like you have your coaching now and and i I just feel like that, that transition that's happening is so exciting and and i love that you're seeing it in your children
2: Absolutely. We have so much to learn from them. I mean, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, vice versa. I think right now we actually have more to learn from them than they do from us at this very moment
0: in time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to, uh, we had to work really, really hard with the, the spirit, I'm not saying people before us didn't, but I feel like every, every so, um, um, generation or decades, you know, the, the spiritual warrior has to be awakened. And then there's a time of peace and love until something else happens.
2: The younger generation just seems to be, uh, in terms of just their energy and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the action steps, they're less reactive. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a very
0: hopeful thing to see. Absolutely. And so in the beginning of your bio, it talks about you being a lifelong clear cognizant. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Can, can you explain to the listeners sure. like, how is that for so, you? So
2: intuitive senses are similar to our five senses. There's, there's different kinds. And um, typically a person will have one that is stronger for them. Um, so clear cognizance, uh, it literally means clear knowing. And so for me, like, I just know stuff. I can't explain how um, my whole life, like I, something would pop in my mind. And two days later, it was happening in my reality. I, I just knew things about people. It's like flashes that I get either in words or visual. It's always a little different. It's never quite the same, especially when I'm reading a partic- for a particular client. Um, but it's just a knowingness. Like, I just somehow know. Um, it's different than psychic it's not predictive it's knowing things that are already kind of in the works or where someone's heading based on their current uh, energy vibration and their current choices Um, so it's not really predictive it is just a knowing and it's it's an intuitive skill some people are clairvoyant like they they See, so they might see energy, they might see spirit, they might see information about people. Some people are clairaudient, they hear. Um, spirit they they hear uh information in their you know auditory senses so uh some people are clairsentient and i am a little clairsentient you can feel it like i i think a lot of us can feel things like in our solar plexus chakra our gut area we Mm -hmm. often call that a gut instinct that is picking up on energy it's clairsentience it's your intuition talking
0: to you through your feelings Beautiful. Yes, I'm so glad how you broke that down and separated also from being psychic. That's important because a lot, of, a lot of the words get used interchangeably, which is okay, but for us to really understand ourselves and not think that we're crazy, which is the number one thing I hear from people. Oh, I thought I was crazy. I thought it's good to know the definition you know, to understand the separation, and then you can take it from there. Because like you said, it's, it's about knowing something in the works, you can't quite explain it. So many times people doubt themselves, and then right. it pans out, and now they're in a heap of trouble, or now they, they are disappointed within themselves, and it's a downward spiral, and that causes their intuition to get turned down.
2: Yes, because when you don't trust something, you tend not to believe in it anymore. And that is one of the, in my intuitive mm-hmm. development classes, we always start with self-trust first, faith and trust. And just a little side note about psychic abilities. Everybody is intuitive to a certain degree and you can develop that. It's like a muscle. You can build it. Mm -hmm. Um, But psychic abilities, sort of predicting the future, what you have to understand is there's the law of free will and the law of attraction in that we choose what we are creating in our lives. And so with regard to psychic abilities, there's thousands of possibilities for the future. Mm-hmm. And so a psychic is typically tuning in most likely to the one that a particular person or situation is resonating with at that moment. Right. It doesn't mean not be different or it will not be different. So that's kind of an, an, a really important piece of knowledge that people need when they're, you know, maybe considering speaking to a psychic to get information about the future. We manifest our own future. So if there's something you want to create,
0: start there. Right. Right. (laughs) Desire. Yes. You you hit the nail on the head. And I've said that many times where people, you know, they had a question. I said, this is based on everything right now. Like this is what I'm seeing or feeling. Is based on right now, but you can say, screw it and go move to California, you know, <laughs> and it just changes everything. You can just do it on a whim. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that, that you really uh, broke that down because, again, it goes back to that trust. Somebody can say, oh, well, you know, what you said didn't happen. And instead of thinking like, oh, my gosh, you know, I must be wrong. You have, have not necessarily I say a rebuttal, but a, a, a response a question, which is, okay, well, what changed? You know, and and I feel like that gives people more confidence in themselves and understanding that, like you said, it's like an infinite number of things could happen. But based on everything right now, here's one vision or one feeling or one thought that I'm getting. So I'm so glad you broke it down.
2: Yeah. And and what the kind of readings I do, so I do angel readings and the angels are about divine guidance because they respect our free will. Mm -hmm. So they are guiding us towards either an outcome we're interested in or really the way I start every single reading. And I teach people to is more surrendered and asking the angels what they want you to know right now. So they are guiding you towards something that is for your highest good and giving you information to um, execute that, to, to head in that direction of purpose, of healing of what is for your highest good at that moment in time, maybe giving you some advice on changes you can make and things that you can do in order to manifest that reality. Um, Oftentimes it is aligned with energy, Um, but it's all about guidance, not prediction because prediction makes us a victim in our life. Like, Oh, we're here and there's nothing I can do to change something. But that is not the nature of the universe at all.
0: Right. And so you talked about uh, in your academy, one of the things you deal with is having faith and trust within the person themselves. So is that the major, or are those the major humps you have to help people get over when they come to you for help?
2: Um, So to me for, it's kind of two different things, right? So Mm -hmm. in the angel intuition Academy, people are learning to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is, It's really our relationship with ourselves, the way we love and trust and treat ourselves is the foundation for everything we want to create in our lives. So anything you want to improve, start there, look within. And so developing that is always the first step in developing your intuition because if you constantly doubt what you're feeling, seeing, hearing, or knowing, you won't be able to develop your intuition.
3: So in terms of doubt and overcoming doubt, There's two different scenarios. So when I'm teaching intuitive development and people how to um, trust their intuition, how to use the intuitive tools like my angel wisdom, divine message cards, um, that is where we start is self-trust, self-faith, overcoming doubt. That is the foundation for intuitive development, but really it is the foundation for self-love and your energy vibration and everything that you manifest from in your life. So it's such important work. Um, even though I'm teaching intuitive development, it really, those classes transform so many more areas of people's lives. But then when people are coming to me for help in terms of getting an angel reading and receiving that intuitive guidance, I have zero problems with with people trusting um, that those readings are accurate and real because the angels show up and, you know, they really give them the confidence that it is real because they know exactly what messages to deliver through me as the conduit. So really have never run into issues with doubt in the readings that I do. Um, But people do doubt themselves. Uh, That's a lot of what I spend my readings coaching people on, (laughs) not to do that.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So if nothing else, if nothing else, take away to have faith and trust in yourself and keep doubt so far at bay that you can't even see it. It's not even on your radar.
3: (laughs) Right. Like I always say to people, it's just a funny little quote trust yourself, your angels do like that is one big trust your instincts. And think of it this way, like it ties into so many areas of life. So if you lack trusting yourself, but you want to make positive changes in your finances and manifest more opportunities for abundance and, and really to have some more money coming in, for instance, that's a very common thing. People, people are in need of, right? But your foundation is to not trust yourself. So would you give money to somebody you don't trust? That's the message you send to the universe when you doubt yourself is that I'm not trustworthy and the universe complies on all levels. And with money, you can, you know, do the math. Haha, ha, no pun intended. But that's what it equals, right? Your net worth is tied to your self-worth and your self-worth is absolutely tied to self-faith.
0: Mm powerful words. And that's so true. And like what you said that your angels do. It's so, so interesting how many people believe in us before we believe in ourselves. That's one of the reasons why I thank right. you in the beginning of the show for being the first guest, because that's a huge step. It's a new podcast or it was a new podcast. You know, I had some faith in myself. Like I had a message or messages that I wanted to share. Didn't know where, where it was going at the time, but I wanted to bring people on to help share these messages. So that's why I love how you really just went deep with that. You got to trust yourself, even if it's a little bit. You know, to just yeah. go with it.
3: Take leaps of faith in yourself and invest in yourself. And you just watch
0: your whole life change. Absolutely. And I also wanted to uh, bring to people's attention that, you also uh was the editor for both of my books, the manuscript yes and that was quite the experience, and I wanted to bring it up one because I want to give you even more kudos than you already have once you can continue to praise, but also a lot of times it starts with us having a thought and wanting to put it down on paper, but we are worried that someone may discover it, and sometimes we just need. A partner in crime, someone else who believes in us just a little bit more, you know, to say, you know what, yes, I will look at your work because, you know, sometimes it's not about uh, like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to pay me for this. But what if I don't want your service? You know, so it's also that likable factor. Do I like you enough? Do I believe in you enough that, yeah, I'm going to render my services and help you with this product? So again, I'm really grateful that you you did that. And can you give some um, background on the editing process, like a little bit about writing? Because I think people really need to be able to be precise with their words, even on paper.
3: One hundred percent. So, first and foremost, if you feel like you are driven to write a book, and it's, so many people are, like it's it's crazy. No matter what it is for, whether it is fiction and highly creative story. Um, And and I always think of like Harry Potter and things like that. Like imagine the world if she didn't honor, you know what I mean? Mm. That instinct to do that. She she was just this normal person. So there's those kinds of stories. And then there's self-help and and empowerment. Your books are about that. My books are about that in, in different ways, but that's kind of the underlying thing. Um, The first thing to do is not it isn't so much don't doubt yourself it's just deliver the message and consider the fact that the inspiration is coming from something more divine it's divine inspiration so who are you to get in the way of that right I when I write my books I always and I have a ritual for guided writing in my angel rituals ebook um surrender to Uh, Archangel Gabriel because Archangel Gabriel helps us with communication and specifically helps creative people create and writing is right in that sweet zone and it really really helps to do that ritual and get in surrendered space it's like you already know but you have so much in your head how do you organize it and let it out and when you're in sort of a more Uh, of a surrendered state kind of working in conjunction with an archangel you get out of your own way Mm -hmm. and it helps tremendously and then write without editing get everything done first without editing and let someone else edit your work so that they can flush more out of you because we are always reluctant To sort of, and when it is kind of coming from our story and our perspective, we hold back. And it is editors, trusted editors, who help you flush out the remaining stuff. Um, It's what Mm -hmm. I, you know, really tried to do for you, Tia. And that process, I think, is, um, you know, it's not complicated. You just have to do it. There's courses you can take and prompts you can use. When I write, I like to write in uh, terms of I will create the table of contents for my books first, and then I take it chapter by chapter. And I write the chapter as if it were a blog post. I write it as if it was a solo thing because I'm not building a creative story that has characters and things like that. I can't speak to that type of writing process because I don't have expertise in it. But I do know Archangel Gabriel can still help with that. But in terms of the kinds of books I write, I like to start with naming it and outlining it with a table of contents first. Not that I don't tweak it along the way. I definitely do.
0: I like that a lot. Yeah, and I, I, I'll i tell you, I was scared to write my first book. I, I really was. I thought, too, even though I know there were many people talking about goddesses, I thought, who am I to be doing this? I'm going to look <laughs> crazy in front of them. people. They're going to be like, this chick is crazy. She is talking about this goddess and that goddess. Like, what is going on here? And I literally thought, maybe i write about angels because it's a little bit more uh, received. You know, it's like, okay, Angels, okay, even though we can go deep with angels to the point people are just like, oh my god, this is heavy. I was just, I had, like you said, I had to adhere to the call. Like, I remember to this day, I'm in my dining room and I was thinking to myself, "Mm, angels, you know, I'm really familiar with angels. I wasn't that familiar with goddesses, I was working with them like early on. And something said, no, you have to write about goddesses. You have to do that.
3: It's divine energy, you know. Divine. It's, it's, it's divine energy. And it, it was information people needed. Trust the voice, right, the, the inspiration is coming from your higher self and coming from, you know, spirit that is there to guide you and help you. And Probably your angels were telling you that because that's, that's- what it was meant to be but also you have to kind of let go of caring what people think do not write for an audience ever i never write with what the audience is in mind because once that book has come to life and i put it out there and i you know promote it however i'm inspired to do so um most of mine are through my angel wise divine book club right now Mm um then it's in the hands of the universe and serendipitously it is going to get to the people that need it. With my first book, I really pushed it to like my reality, who I knew. And that was the absolutely wrong path to take because first of all, my reality, my current reality is very limited. And I wanted to start writing and producing work in a way that was far outside of that because that's where all the magic is. Mm -hmm. If you really want to manifest any type of dream, it is going to be outside of your current reality and way outside of your comfort zone. So do not manifest within, from within that space and writing should never be done for a specific audience.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely.
3: Curriculum. You can create curriculum for a specific audience, but that's not writing a book.
0: True. Yes. Good point. Very good point. And you know, you had to really work with your editor you know, like for example, I know some of my weaknesses, and that's writing in tense—present tense, past tense. I will start with the present tense right. and end with a past, like or start with a past and end with a present, like whoa, Tia, what do you? Because and and I I notice this especially with people who are more spiritually inclined, more intuitive with themselves. Timing isn't our strongest suit. <laughs>
1: right,
3: we we don't know where what time we're in, so it's all over the place, and that's yeah. the kind of thing that is meant for an editor and then also yeah. hopefully finding an editor that maybe like you did knows a little a little bit about the message you're trying to get across yeah. so that they can flush that out and sort of rework things to get even more out of it for you
0: exactly and, and that's what I really appreciated because again sometimes we could be all over the place so it's great to work with people like Yes, yeah, there are some some things where you want to take your sense, like, no, like, I really, really think this needs to be like that. For example, with, um, oh gosh, oh my gosh, his name escapes me. Uh, the creator of Marvel Comics, Spider-Man, oh my gosh. Stan Lee. Stan Lee, thank you. I kept saying Lee. Lee. <laughs>
3: He's Lee, Lee. very, very well-loved <laughs> in our house.
0: <laughs> so when he created Spider-Man, a lot of people told him, oh, you know, it's a spider, like no one would like it, but he, he stuck to his guns because he had that, that vision and things like that. So, yeah, there are some times that you do, want to stick to your guns, but you also had to be open-minded, right? So he probably had different designs for Spider-Man and things like that. And he tweaked it. But what I'm saying is you really want to find someone like Gina was saying, who knows a little bit about what you're doing and, you know, make sure that you're working with them. Okay. Don't, don't be so, you know, you know, closed minded and like, Oh no, I need to really protect this. You know, you had to let it grow its own legs and, and, you know, just, again, just just let that imaginative side take over because that's where you're really going to flourish and grow to the point where you're going to be so intact that if someone doesn't like what you're writing, you can say, okay, you know, maybe it's just not for them. So that's what uh, little two cents I wanted to add to that.
3: Um, And then, like, there are people that want to actually be writers and they'll be submitting with publishing houses and things like that. I'm self-published, you're self-published, so I can't, speak to that entire process. Right, but there's right. so many ways to do things like that these days. We live in a very good time for lots of different opportunities.
0: Right. And I actually liked the route that I chose because I was able to be more in control in the right ways, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, you it, had
3: the freedom to do what right. you needed to do.
0: And, and it was definitely a stronger push because I, I, I uh, did my own book launch parties and, you know, really, got the people to come out. So it's definitely more work involved, but I think it's it's a great way to start. And, and I'm not knocking the you know, traditional route, but I think it's a really great way to start to see what you're capable of, what you are willing to take on. In the future, you can always, you know, go the, you know, submit to publishing houses. But I think sometimes, at least from the people I was talking to, one thing they regret is that they didn't have control over certain things. And, and they gave mm-hmm. up a lot of that to the point where they don't feel as if it's actually their material anymore. But I think that comes right. when you grow. Definitely. So, and any final words, Gina? Anything you want to tell uh, the people that's uh, um, up and coming? Anything else you want to share with us?
3: Um, definitely please come visit me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page that's angel wise with gina and then of course the group i spoke about angel intuition academy and listen this is such a transformative year right now trusting your intuition is so important at this point in time don't get caught up in the fear cycles that you're seeing play out in so many different ways throughout the universe we're each on our own transformative path as well in 2020 believe me is far more of a blessing than many people are realizing. So if there are things that have been on your mind that you know you want to transform this year, certain behaviors, certain relationships, things that you know you don't want to be engaging in anymore, now is the time to let go and create the new and trust yourself enough to do it. More than I have ever seen in my life. And the energy and your angels are highly encouraging you to do that.
0: Mm. I felt that. Yeah. Remember, you're never alone. You're never, ever alone. I'm telling you, like, even when I remember I, just a quick story, I was walking somewhere and it was a little bit wet. And with my foot issues, I get a little bit uh, more conscious about it. And I saw a feather. Right. And then it's just a nice reminder of it's, it's okay. And then a song played That's me and my pop pop song. He passed away years ago. And that's like my pop pop saying, no, it's okay. Like you can walk. It's fine. So, you're never alone. Your angels, your spirit guides, they are always communicating with you. You just got to recognize the signs. And that's my final word. Yeah.
3: And, <laughs> and trust yourself when you feel that you're getting the sign. See, self-trust mm-hmm. this comes up so much.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the words of this episode, trust and faith. <laughs> right. Well, Gina, thank you so much. I love much. it. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on the show. As always, it's been a pleasure. I'm so thrilled about the things you've been doing over this almost decade now. And I know you have even greater things coming along the way and I can't wait to see that unravel.
3: Thank you so much, Tia, and happy birthday again. And it's good to connect with you again.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you. So... Listeners, as always, I am rooting for you. I'm sending you so many blessings and please remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time. As always, spiritual trailblazer, thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you. And I'm sending you so many blessings until next time.